Welcome to Fit Throw Wild, everybody. I'm your host, Matt, and this week we are continuing our series on Sailor Moon with our guest, Shannon. Are you enjoying these multi-part series? Do you wish we'd go back to standalone episodes? Your feedback is important and will help shape the show, so let us know. Now, let's get back to Sailor Moon. Enjoy! Previously on Fifth Draw Wild. We talked about the first two chapters of Sailor Moon. It was crazy, and it's only getting crazier from here. So, uh, so mutant, mutant demon schoolchild, um, who is our new group of baddies? The next, the third arc is the Death, the Deathbusters, which is Sailor Moon S, which is what actually Sailor Business is on right now. It's um, oh god, it's so complicated. <laughs> so there's Professor Tomoe, who is an evil scientist that basically the backstory is he was doing a bunch of these really terrible experiments to try to like basically turn people into a higher version of humanity but it involved a lot of crazy science experiments excuse me and he was just basically kind of torturing people and then one day like this alien shows up and like crashes into his lab and him when all of his um assistants are dying and just the flash forward spoiler his daughter is sailor saturn who's hotaru and hotaru was there in the lab as well and everyone around him is just dead or dying and he's holding his daughter's body and this alien's just like, hey, let me turn you into a host for all of my stuff and like I'll save everyone that's dead around you right now. And he's just like, you know, that's kind of what I was doing experiments for anyway. So yeah, totally. So now the Deathbusters are basically a bunch of, it's Tomoe and then the Witches Five who... I'm not even going to try with it. They're all crazy names. They're all, like, named after <laughs> rocks. But it's basically this colonite and then all the other witches' fives, and they're all his dead assistants that have been reanimated thanks to some alien who wants to combine their solar system with our solar system and just... Because their solar system's dying, so they came to ours. They're just like, hey, turn evil so we can destroy all of humanity, but, like, we'll become the new humanity, and, like, you can be at the forefront of it. All right, cool, cool. All right, cool. Let's do this. So then Tomoe is kind of turning people like into demons because they basically just need people's souls kind of to feed to Hotaru, who he has turned into a host for Mistress Nine, which is uh, Pharaoh 90s. Like, they don't really make it clear. It's kind of his partner, his wife. I don't know. Either way. Hotaru was basically dead, and he's kind of rebuilt her. In the manga, she's literally a cyborg. It's awesome. So, so he's rebuilding it, her and filling her with souls of people to try to awaken Pharaoh 90. Okay. It, it feels a little bit like we took a side jaunt over definitely into Final Fantasy territory with this one. Yeah. This one goes hard sci-fi. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because there's definitely aliens like they're still humanoid but there's definitely aliens and they're stealing people's souls to awaken some crazy essence who wants to destroy the the solar system and yeah when they're trying to like get people's souls they basically turn them into these really awesome looking demons instead of just like sexy ladies that are made out of vacuum cleaners it's a literal demon filled with fangs and like bubbling flesh it's so really cool. So once again, the anime uh, swung and missed. 
Yeah, like, Sailor Moon S is probably my favorite season of the 90s anime, because, like, they still get close, and, like, when it's not close, it's still really fun. So, like, well, Professor Tomoe in the manga, he's very menacing, and he's straight-up evil. <laughs> Whereas in the 90s anime, he's kind of goofy, and he's silly, and he gets redeemed. In the manga, no, he's killed. Because he is long gone, and he just kind of- it's one of those, like, they confront him, they're like, look, you're Tomoe's dad, but we do not want to murder you, please just, like, get out of here. And he's just like, no, I'm gonna turn into a monster, and you guys are gonna have to fight me. So then they kind of have to kill him to, like, save the day, whereas the, the 90s anime, he's 100% saved and doesn't have to pay for any of his actions. That basically ruined a bunch of people's lives. And oh, the manga's right. a bit cold sometimes, but it's, like, <laughs> deserving. Because he's right. not redeemable in the manga. Now, one of the few things that I know about Sailor Moon, courtesy of Sailor Business, is uh, that S introduces us to uh, three new characters. Yep. Um, Uranus and Neptune, who are searching for the Holy Grail? Uh, yeah. Trying to remember how it is. It's different in the 90s anime, again, because they need to stretch out episodes, but they at least do it well, because in the manga, they, they know where the talismans are. Like, oh. Yeah, Haruka and Michida, they're holding them, so like, of course we know where the talismans are. It's this sword right here. This one I'm holding? Yeah, of course I know what this is. What am I, an idiot? <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're basically, they're trying to find the Holy Grail and just like, make sure it's not used because they know that Sailor Saturn is dangerously close to being awakened, and when she gets awoken, she may destroy the Earth. And they're like, that's not cool, so we're gonna go find whoever's Sailor Saturn and just, like, kill this child before it awakens. So, uh, those two are cold, then. Yeah, like, they know their mission, and they are very focused on it, and, like, to the point where they're, like, borderline manipulative to everyone. But well, um, they're perfect. I love them. Well, let's talk about them. Um, tell me about uh, Sailor Neptune. All right. Uh, it's kind of hard to talk about them not as a pair because well, they're just 100% a pair. So I'll just... By all lump, means. I'll just lump them together because in my mind, they're, they're a joint group. Don't separate them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they appear like very mysteriously and like they keep just telling the other Sailor Scouts to, like, stay out of their way because they're like, we have this mission. We were awoken for this mission. Do not get in our way. This is outer garden problems, not inner sentry problems. You guys do you. We're gonna do us. We're just gonna keep flirting with you if you get in our way, which is not very threatening, but they do it anyways. Hey, but, look, uh... combat flirting is an effective tactic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Haruka's another one that kisses Usagi for, like, basically no reason. Like, I've read the manga so many times, I still don't know why she does it. They're just, like, they show up and, like, help defeat a monster, and then, like, before they leave, Haruka just runs over, like, kisses her real quick. She's like, stay out of her way! Bye! And leaves. I was like, what? I still don't know why you did that. What else is she gonna get a chance like that with her queen? I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna kiss someone, kiss a princess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, their whole deal is... The the outer senshi, they kind of, they're like the sentinels to our gal to our solar system. So like, the inner senshi all like help on Earth and do what they're told, but the outers just kind of stay on their planets 
and don't interfere with stuff that's going on on Earth. So they're all just like guardians, basically. Which let like Pluto stays at her door, doesn't do anything. Saturn is they kind of just keep her asleep a lot because again <laughs> that whole destroying the world when you're awake kind of thing. But Uranus and Neptune like they're used to not being involved because they just kind of take care of problems before they get to Earth. But again, when the whole Silver Millennium thing happened, everyone kind of got wiped away and now they're being reborn because there's a new problem they need to help take care of because it's a solar system coming into their solar system. They're like, all right, this is finally big enough that we need to do something. So when they get awoken, they're, again, they're a couple. So they kind of put aside all personal stuff. They're like, you want to be a a violinist. I want to be a race car driver. But we don't have time for that right now. We have to be Sailor Guardians. And we're just going to focus 100% on that. We don't need to worry about the princess. She's got her inner senshi. But, like, the more they're around Usagi, like, the more they're influenced by her light. So they're just getting frustrated. Like, we don't want to help protect you. We need you out of our way. But the more you show up, the more we want to help and protect you. So they're kind of, like, stuck in this weird corner. They're like, just leave us alone so we can do our job. We don't want to like you. But the more you're here, the more we like you. <laughs> Why are you so good? <laughs> okay, so um, we've got those two. And then we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of mentioned her a few times. But Sailor Saturn, um, who can, what, erase existence and then restart it? Or is it yeah. just planets? She's the guardian of death and rebirth. You know how everyone else has like, I have a fire power. I have lightning powers. Hers is literally, I have death powers. It feels like there's some escalation that happened there. Yeah, once they get, like, Uranus and Neptune, they're air and the sea. So, like, that's still kind of reasonable and it goes together. And then, like, Pluto and Saturn are like, we control time and death. What's up, guys? Can we hang out at your party, too? We'll try to not murder anyone or stop time. I feel like they missed some steps there. Yeah, they escalate immediately. But yeah, Sailor Saturn's whole deal is she is the the guardian of a death and rebirth, and she basically will only show up if things get so bad that she needs to help wipe the slate. Whereas I guess when the Silver Millennium happened, it wasn't like necessarily bad for everyone. It was just bad for everyone involved. So she didn't get involved, but Queen Serenity kind of did her job instead. Okay. But yeah, so, Saturn's my second favorite scout because she's she's really cool. Yeah. It's hard to not love a 12-year-old that shows up with a scythe and the power of death. No, that sounds pretty great. Uh, <laughs> Magus is still one of my favorite Chrono Trigger characters, so I get it. <laughs> okay, so um, with those guys out of the way, and eventually, I guess, they manage to get fight their way to Tomoe? Okay, oh, let's see. What happens is eventually, like... They learn more about the talismans, which when those three are when the three talismans are combined with the Holy Grail, that's basically what awakens Sailor Saturn. But like they don't have the Holy Grail yet. They don't know there's talk of a messiah, which is kind of really vague and kind of weird. But spoilers, it's Usagi. Oh, spoilers. I did not anything see that coming. Is, it's usually <laughs> gonna be Usagi. <laughs> but um Yeah, so Pluto reawakens and shows up. And the third talisman is the top of her staff, which is the garnet orb. So, like, they're just like, okay, cool. Now the three of us can go find Sailor Saturn before the Holy Grail is awakened, kill this tiny baby, and then just make sure the world's okay. But at this point, Chibiusa has become friends with Sailor Saturn. 
And because Sailor Saturn's this really, oh, Hotaru is just this really sad, lonely girl. Like, she's always sick because, again, she died and her dad basically rebuilt her. So she's just filled with all this dark energy from Pharaoh 90. Half of her is robotics and she's just, she's always sick. And her dad's just manipulating her and using her for his own good. She's, she's such a sad baby. <laughs> but she meets Chibiusa and they become friends right, right away. Well, friends. This The manga will never convince me that they are not more than friends because everything about them is a meat cute and <laughs> Crystal was so heavy handed with it. But yeah, so they become friends and Hotaru kind of realizes that she has like this little amulet that her dad gave her that will make her stop feeling sick, but it's like a piece of evil energy. It's basically just like balancing her out. But then when she meets Chibiusa, Chibiusa's got her silver millennium crystal which she kind of starts feeding off that energy and helps awaken Pharaoh 19 and Mistress 9 even quicker because she just goes evil, takes the brooch. Chibiusa kind of dies. Like, she falls into a coma because it's basically like they took her soul and her source of power. So she just falls falls asleep and everyone's like, all right, this is a big deal now. As much as we don't want to kill Hotaru as much as the Outer Scouts do because... Chibiusa already lost her only friend last season. Let's not do that to her twice, but we're going to do it to her twice. <laughs> so then they go and they confront Mistress 90, which Mistress 90, she or Mistress 9, she's taking everyone's souls, so it's only her and Usa uh, her and Usagi and Usagi has awoken the Holy Grail because everyone was fighting and it's Usagi, Momaru and Chibiusa basically like family power love combines into the holy grail there's a lot of weapons that appear because everyone loves each other so much <laughs> but yeah and the holy grail turns her into super sailor moon and once all this happen it happens is when sailor saturn starts to awake but since hotaru's body has turned into mistress nine it basically just means hotaru's soul is still alive inside of this body and hotaru like awakens and she's just like I need to help everyone. So she takes all the souls that have been stolen by Mistress Nine and basically like forces her way out of Mistress Nine, which basically kills her because she's pulling her soul out of her own body. Mm -hmm. But then she saves everyone else. She saves all the Sailor Scouts. She saves Ch Chibiusa. And again, poor Chibiusa. She wakes up to see the ghost of her yet again only friend and watches her fade away. <laughs> everyone hates Chibiusa. This girl just has a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> But yeah, so then basically uh, Sailor Saturn finally appears once Mistress Nine is destroyed because Hotaru's soul dis like fades away and Hotaru's body is destroyed so then Sailor Saturn can basically be reborn. And in Crystal, she enters that room like a champ. It's amazing. She just like falls in from the sky and like this like beam of light and just kind of lands and it's just kind of like, I know you guys don't want me here, but hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm going to swing my axe and kill the world because it looks like you guys aren't taking care of it anyways. Okay, so bye. <laughs> but then basically Sailor Moon turns into Super Sailor Moon and there's like this whole thing going on. It, she basically helps convince Sailor Saturn that she's just like, oh, it's not this world that needs to end. It's the invading world that needs to end. So how about, like, me and you just go, like, destroy the Tau system instead. So they go destroy the invading earth instead of the earth they're currently on they just go through space and blow a planet up <sighs> yeah basically they just they go into another dimension kind of there's like this big open mall of a dimension that they just like 
dive into and everyone's terrified that like Usagi is gonna die because she just straight up dives into it with Sailor Saturn but then she shows back up and like she's totally fine and like she's got her crystal and everything's glowing and she's super Sailor Moon and she's all powered up and she's like no nah, I did it what's up <laughs> so to Sailor Saturn she's really helpful but she also kind of died so here's a baby that's gonna grow up into Sailor Saturn because again everyone's just kind of reborn so they just they give the baby to the outer scouts who are just like cool we're three gonna be moms now and go take care of this baby bye <laughs> Which, in the 90s anime, they just give the baby to brain-dead Professor Tomoe, because he kind of wakes up from, like, almost being murdered and watching his daughter kind of struggle with her identity inside of a possessed body. So he's just, like, in a wheelchair going, I don't know what happened! I have a baby now. And everyone just kind of leaves. Seems like a solid parenting choice once again from Yusagi. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, like, later on in the season, because they need, they need Hotaru back, whereas in the manga, Hotaru's with Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, so when they need Saturn, she's right there. They don't have to go to a poor man and be like, give us your baby back. I know we just gave it to you, but bye. <laughs> so the 90s anime is almost kind of crueler by not killing him, because they're like, here's your daughter back. It's all you've ever wanted. Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, does that does that deal with the uh, that threat? Is that threat all done? Yep. And then immediately another one shows up. And I think who's it's number one of those... four? I think there's actually a tiny bit of a time jump here because when it cuts in the manga, they're all in their high school uniforms now. So they're, and they're all excited that they're in high school now and they're going to join new clubs. And Usagi and Minako are just like, we can't wait to not study and just hang out and read manga. And everyone else is like, oh God, guys, come on. We're in high school now. <laughs> But yeah, and then uh, there's an eclipse, and they're all hanging out, and they're watching the eclipse through, like, the weird eclipse goggles. And then a boat with a circus comes out of the eclipse. Okay, like you do, yeah. Yeah, like, Sailor Moon's insane. Like, I can't remember how they show up in the 90s anime right now, because Super S is garbage in the 90s anime. Whereas, in in the manga, it's a bit more interesting, because it's kind of a bit more of a personal story. But, uh, yeah, Dead Moon Circus shows up, which is, in the manga, it's run by the Amazon Quartet, who are, like, these four girls with insane hair, and there's, the leader is this old lady with a staff, and then in the 90s anime, it's the Amazon Trio, who, in the manga, are just, like, throwaway villains again. They show up to die, and then you never see them again, but they're, like, the main baddies right now in Super S, and the Quartet shows up eventually. Okay. Yeah. So, what's their deal? Uh, they are... Actually, I'll jump forward ahead a little bit, because it'll make it easier. They're Sailor Scouts. Oh! Yeah, they're based off of comets. Because so... we're, gonna, we're gonna learn in stars, any celestial body can become a Sailor Scout. It's not just planets. <laughs> yeah. I Look, just need a minute, my head hurts. That's... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry when we get to stars. <laughs> I, all right, I'm I'm better now. Okay, so who are these new scouts? Well, they're not Sailor Scouts right now. Right now they're being controlled by Queen Nehelenia, who I think I mentioned when we were talking about the first season. Who's... Dark Side of the Moon, right? Yeah, she's trapped inside of a mirror, and her lackey is Zarconia, who is the old lady with a staff, and she's kind of contro- she's using this cir- these circus people to, like, just this is the dream arc it's called so they're kind of like 
manipulating and controlling people's like dreams and aspirations. So like this season, it's this in the manga, it's like super personal and is about everyone dealing with the fact that like they have to let go of their dreams to be Sailor Scouts. Like it's actually really kind of heartwarming to just like watch these characters be like, this is all I've ever wanted out of my life. But I'm a superhero that has to protect this queen, so I have to throw all of these in the garbage and focus on Usagi. But here's me dealing with it and being okay with it. Whereas in the anime, there's, they haven't even touched on it yet. I think they're looking for Pegasus in everyone's dreams, which involves pulling a mirror out of people's chests and then putting your head in it. And it's very uncomfortable. Okay, seems normal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's basically another one of those. They're trying to find the sil- they're trying to find the golden crystal this time, and they're trying to find Pegasus, which is like obviously a Pegasus that shows up in Shibuya's dreams. All like, I'm looking for the young maiden that can help me. Please help me. You're a young maiden. Maybe you're the one that can help me. Is this the rumored horse boyfriend that I've heard so much about? Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Helios. And it's not just because I'm very strong, Chibiusa and Hotaru. I just don't like Helios. <laughs> Fair. Also, they just, they draw him looking a bit too old, and Chibiusa is still drawn like a child, so, like, they kiss a few times in the manga, and I'm just like, oh, she's five, stop. Please stop. <laughs> you're, you're drawn like a man, and she's a five-year-old, and I just don't want to look at this. <laughs> but, yeah, it's basically, Helios is trying to... The long story short, he's trying to find Mumaru because he's uh, part of the Earth Kingdom that Mumaru used to rule is actually like buried deep in the middle of the Earth and it's still there but it's destroyed. And Helios is the protector of it, but he got basically he got weakened and he had to he had to leave because Nehalenia is trying to take over it so she can get out of the mirror and just take over the Earth because. She's just bitter and angry because she's been trapped in a mirror for so long. And so Helios is trying to find uh, Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, but kind of using Chibiusa to do it because she was the first person to, like, talk to him, which makes her really sad. But again, I don't care about her relationship with her horse boy- boyfriend because it's weird. It's, <laughs> even, it's even worse than the 90s anime. Like, they're not that heavy-handed with it in the manga, but in the 90s anime... It's watching Chibiusa wish she could make out with a horse for, like, 50 episodes. Oh, so it um, prophesied the bronies. Gotcha. Yep, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get some hate mail from that one. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I I assume eventually Yusagi will triumph with friendship and gain four new Sailor Scouts? Um... Kind of, sort of. Those four Sailor Scouts, this is stuff that happens in Stars, but those four Sailor Scouts are actually Chibiusa's guardians. Okay. They are, yeah, they're what the inner senshi are to Usagi, but they're that to Chibiusa, and they've basically been manipulated by Zarkonia to try to use them, and when they get destroyed, they just leave behind these little orbs, and Sailor Saturn scoops them up and gives them to Usagi, and is like basically like, hey, can you like heal these and when they heal them they appear as sailor scouts and i forget i always forget their names but they're basically comets okay so they're just like we'll go wait for chibiusa in the future bye and then they disappear but then you see them again in stars and they show up and it's cool because it's chibiusa rolling in with her cavalry and they all do like a joint group attack and you're like yeah nice 
But at this point, they're kind of, they're used as villains, and it's another one of those one-off things where they'll make, they make the Amazon trio, who's kind of the main villains of the anime, where they just kind of, they take a tiger and turn it into a person, and then use that person to manipulate one of the Sailor Scouts to try to take her away from Usagi, so they can isolate Usagi and get all of her powers, (laughs) basically. Since all of Usagi's powers come from love and friendship, anytime they need to weaken her, they just try to, like, take away the Sailor Scouts, and it always goes against them. Yeah, you uh, you just shouldn't do that. Yeah, it never works. But yeah, Stars is just one of those, instead of being, like, singled out and having, like, a cool fight, it's all, like, eternal, which is really cool. So, like, I I guess I'll go with the example for Sailor Mars, because I liked hers a lot. Uh, When they're talking to Sailor Mars, like, before all this shows up, She's dealing a lot with, like, her grandpa's sick, so she has to take over the shrine, and she's really stressed out because she doesn't know how to, like, balance the books and take care of a shrine, and she's like, oh, well, I guess my dream is to take over the shrine because that's what everyone wants me to do. So when she gets confronted by, I think she gets Tiger's Eye. Tiger's Eye or Hawk's Eye, I can't remember. They're, they die immediately. It's, they're not that memorable. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, um... They kind of manipulate her. They get her trapped in a part of the circus and they like throw uh, this version of her dream at her, but it's kind of tainted. So she gets she gets trapped in a house of mirrors and she just starts seeing herself like dressed as a bride and dressed as like a shrine maiden and taking care of the shrine. She's like, I can't wait till I get married and get my husband because that's all I care about. And that's what my dream is. And Ray's just like, what? no, that's not at all what my dream is. And kind of, like, breaks out of it. She's like, I don't care about any of this. I'm only doing all that because someone asked me to. What I really care about is Usagi. I'm here to be her champion. I'm here to fight for her. And then she just kind of gets her new power up and a new weapon and gets a big flaming arrow thing and shoots it through, like, Tiger's eye right away. And she's like, yeah, don't try to lie to me and tell me I want a husband. I took a (laughs) vow of chastity for my princess and I'm going to murder all of you. (laughs) <laughs> and they kind of they kind of just go through all of that with all the scouts where they confront them with what they actually want and try to convince them to like go away from Usagi because like if you stay with the princess you'll never get to become a doctor you'll never get to own your bakery you'll never become an idol you'll never take care of your shrine and they all just kind of simultaneously have to go like no all that's cool but that's for us like, we are here to take care of Usagi. That's our one goal in life, and we're gonna do it, and none of you will stop us. Nice. Again, none of that shows up in the anime. Of course not. So, <laughs> so that's, um, this is Super S. Yep. Uh, what's kind of the, the big bad here? Is uh, Zirconia, or does she actually free Mirror Queen? Uh, it's Nehelenia, and there's the whole thing going on with the Golden Crystal, which is, like, Momaru's crystal. Because, again... Anything that ha- anything that's like a celestial body has the ability for it to have a Sailor Scout. But Lamaru wasn't a woman, so he didn't become a Sailor Scout. He just kind of became Tuxedo Mask. And his sole purpose is literally just to like be an addition to Sailor Moon. So when he gets the Golden Crystal, it's to, o- to make her stronger. Which is okay. ba- basically his whole existence. He's there to like support her. So when he gets his crystal, he's like... This is what you need to become Eternal Sailor Moon, which is her final form, and that's how she goes and defeats uh, Nehelenia in the Mirror World. Okay. So, she goes into the Mirror World, wins, presumably through love and friendship. Uh, yep. And nice power-ups. And nice power-ups. Well, 
it, this is from Japan. Power-ups are a prerequisite. <laughs> um, so that brings us into the final chapter, Stars, which I'm reliably told is bananas. Oh, boy. Oh, oh God, where will I even start with Stars? Okay, so Mamaru is finally in college. Unlike in the 90s anime where he starts in college while well, Usagi is still 14. In this one, they're only like three years apart. So when she's in her, when she's in high school, he's finally in college. So he's he's going to America to go to college. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Nothing bad will ever happen with you leaving. It's going to be fine. Something bad happens immediately. Well, yeah. Yeah, basically, as soon as he leaves, she has this vision of another Sailor Scout showing up in all gold. And you just see her reach out and destroy Tuxedo Mask, and, like, he fades away, and then she just kind of, like, wakes up. And then, like, after that, she can't get in contact with Momaru. Like, he won't write to her. No one can get in contact with him, and she's just, like, she's kind of just freaking out. And she's like, I had this weird vision, but it had a Sailor Scout in it? So, like, are they an enemy? I don't know. I've never- we've never had enemy Sailor Scouts. The enemies and stars are Sailor Scouts, and it's my favorite. Nice. Who are these yeah. guys? Uh, the main villain is Sailor Galaxia, and she's she's kind of the one that makes a lot of this complicated, because what she is doing is she is going to planets that have Sailor Scouts, destroying that planet and taking that Sailor Scout and turning that Sailor Scout evil. Okay. Solid plan. Yeah. Build and... a superhero army. Yeah, and um, like there's all, this whole thing where every celestial body is built from a star seed, and that star seed will attack uh, attract sailor crystals. So not everything can have a sailor scout, but most things can have a sailor scout. And when Galaxia was created, she awoke on an empty planet. She had no people to protect. It was a terrible planet. It was like all desert, and she was just miserable and she hated it. So she destroyed her planet and then just started going to other planets to be like, maybe I can protect this one. No, this one's terrible and I don't like it either. I guess I'll destroy this one and take this Sailor Scout with me. I'm going to take their Sailor Crystal so they have to listen to me because it kind of turns into Sailor... Or, um, not Sailor... This is Sailor Moon. It turns into Steven Universe because the Sailor Crystals are who you are. Okay. So, like... If you destroy someone's body, they get reborn because the Sailor Crystal's still there. And that's why they always come back looking the same, with the same memories, and they'll have the same powers. Because everything about them is stored in this crystal. Gotcha. And Galaxia is just stealing star seeds from destroyed planets and dead people's Sailor Crystals. And there's this thing in the center of the galaxy called the Galaxia Cauldron that is what creates and destroys the universe. And she's just filling it full of everything that she wants so she can rule the universe. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, back on Earth with all the Sailor Scouts, uh, these three pop idols show up in their school called the Three Sto- the three Lights, or is it the Three Stars? Oh, I have a complicated relationship with the Starlights because two of them are cool and one of them's garbage. <laughs> But they're basically, they show up and they're super mysterious and it's just like three dudes that are part of a boy band and they're suddenly like, we want to go to high school. But then they just kind of start creeping on Usagi. And the main one is Seiya. I forget which star which starlight he is. I think it's Healer. But it's, um, there's, they're basically three new Sailor Scouts. It's Sailor, the Sailor Starlights. It's Sailor Starlight, 
or Sailor Star Healer, Sailor Star Maker, and Sailor Star... Oh, God. What's the third one? Heal Fighter. Sailor Star Fighter. And again, they're from Comets, and these three Comets just kind of showed up on Earth, and they showed up with it, and they're looking for their princess. And Seiya just kind of starts assuming that it's Usagi. So he keeps creeping on Usagi and trying to make out with Usagi and falling in love with Usagi. And it's super annoying in the 90s anime because they're just trying to make a new relationship. And everyone else is just kind of like, but you're still dating Mamar. You know what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> so I don't like Seiya. I don't like Seiya at all. I don't okay. trust people that ship Seiya and Usagi because I'm like, Usagi's already got an established destined moon lover. No, this isn't going to work out at all. Get him out of here. But yeah, so they're basically, they're sh they show up, they're looking for their princess because their princess, their planet that they helped protect got destroyed by Galaxia and their princess disappeared, who is, you will find out later, the sailor scout of that planet. So they're trying to find her. And then, oh God, ch Chibi Chibi. There's another character shows up called Chibi Chibi, who is easily the most complicated thing that has ever happened to Sailor Moon. And she shows up and it's just like this cute little kid that kind of looks like she might be Chibi Yusa's daughter. And like no one knows who she is. They're like, Usagi, do you have another kid? She's like, I'm pretty sure I don't have another kid. Chibi Yusa, do you have a kid? She's like, I definitely don't have a kid. We don't know who this is. Okay. But she just kind of hangs out and just like keeps helping Usagi. So like anytime Usagi's sad, she'll show up and like comfort Usagi and help her. And you find she'll turn into a sailor scout later and help in fights. But like you have no idea who she is. These other sailor scouts that are corrupted by Galaxia keep showing up. And this is going to actually answer a question for Matt. Not your Matt. <laughs> for Chris from Sailor Business. Is Luna, they finally answer, is she a cat or is she, is she a people? Gotcha. She's both. There is a whole planet called Mao, which is inhabited by people that can turn into cats. And Luna and Artemis are from that planet, but they moved to the Silver Millennium. I know, I know. Just stick with me. <laughs> they moved to the Silver Millennium because they wanted to help the Silver Millennium family and do all that. But that planet gets destroyed and taken over by Galaxia. So that planet Sailor Scout shows up as an evil Sailor Scout, which is, uh, it should be Sailor uh, Mao, but she's now called Sailor, Sailor Tin Nyanko. And she shows up and Luna and Artemis are immediately just like, oh no, our, our planet's gone. And she's like, yeah, and you guys are traitors and you left me to try and, t I couldn't fight Galaxia on my own. You could have helped me, but now our planet's dead and I'm going to fight you guys. Yeah, and they have a few other Sailor Scouts that show up like that. Like there's, um, Aluminum Siren, there's, um... Iron Mouse, there's there's like four in the manga that don't show up in the anime, which is a shame because one of them shows up in a pantsuit that's also a Sailor Scout outfit. <laughs> and she does she looks so cool. Like she just looks like she's straight out of the seventies. She's got like a high ponytail and a pantsuit with a sailor collar. And every time she shows up, I'm like, why weren't you in the anime? You look so cool. <laughs> but yeah, so they burn through all those guys and they're trying to find their way to Galaxia. And while all this is ha happening, Galaxia keeps showing up and murdering Sailor Scouts and taking their Sailor Crystals. So, like, while Usagi's trying to deal with all these other Sailor Scouts showing up that are evil, Galaxia will show up behind them and just, like, destroy Mercury and Jupiter and take their crystals and leave. And Usagi's just like, I just saw all my friends turned into dust and, like, their souls get taken. Oh, I'm having a day. And then it slowly happens to everyone and she's only left. It's her, um... 
the three lights and they finally found their princess, which is Princess uh Kaku? Yeah, Princess Kaku. And all of them go against Galaxia, and one by one they all die till it's just Sailor Moon and this weird little baby, which is Chibi Chibi. And then like finally Chibi Chibi steps forward, she's like, Alright, I'm finally gonna tell you what I am, because we finally got to this moment in time where I can tell you what to do because this is what I was trying to prevent. She is kind of a version of Sailor Moon from the future, but she is a reincarnated version of Sailor Moon that has gone beyond what Sailor Moon is right now, which is Sailor Cosmos. Like, none of this is in the anime. Chibi Chibi still shows up, but none of this happens. So you don't know why Chibi Chibi's there. Nice. But yeah, so she... And Cosmos looks amazing. She shows up, she's got a cape. She's basically wearing brass knuckles made out of pearls. She's so cool. And like, she's got, instead of like the circular dumplings, they're heart-shaped and she's got this long white hair. And she just shows up, she's like, yeah, I'm a different version of you from the future. And I remember when you got to this point in time and you only kill Galaxia, you don't stop the cauldron. So I came from the future because I'm the one that has to deal with this problem in the future. And since you don't get rid of the cauldron, there's a Sailor Scout called Sailor Cosmos that shows up. And I can't defeat her because I'm not as powerful as you are right now because I didn't help save the world right. So I kind of screwed it up. And everything's terrible, so I came back to make sure you're not lonely while all your friends are dying, so you can get to this point, still have love in your heart, and destroy the thing that creates the universe. Which, I know that sounds like a heavy burden to bear, but I'm gonna need you to do it. (laughs) Time travel sucks. Yeah. Oh man, Stars is so weird. But yeah, so it's like this big moment where Usagi's just like, with the Galaxia cauldron, and at this point, Galaxia has taken everyone's sailor stars or crystals and thrown them in the galaxy, so no one exists anymore. Like they've been wiped off the face of the earth. Okay. Like they, she fought shadows of them, and it was really heartbreaking because Galaxia made evil versions of them that she had to fight. But then she immediately had to go like, "My friends are all dead. These aren't them. I have to destroy these." So it's poor Usagi all alone. She found out that she has to destroy the one thing that can like create and destroy the universe which will just wipe the universe out of existence but she has to do it and like cosmos is just sitting there be like look you have to do this and it's going to be okay because everything will come back like there's no escaping any of this as long as your light exists a darkness will follow it and right now this cauldron has too much darkness in it so you have to get rid of it and that is the only way to help reset the universe, because then when everything comes back to rebirth, and everything comes back, because there's no escaping it, she basically says, like, this isn't going to stop war. War will come back, but you will be the Sailor Moon that you are right now, instead of being reborn as the 14-year-old Usagi at the beginning of this arc, or at the beginning of this big story. So if you end the world right now, and everything comes back, you will be more prepared to stop everything that comes out afterwards and i will be stronger in the far future because i will be born from you okay and that's stars it's insane (laughs) but yeah so usagi destroys the universe that's the ending of sailor moon and everyone gets reborn and 
it kind of ends really vague. Like, she's, like, after she destroys the cauldron, one, the first, before that, she, uh, when Cosmo, when Chaos shows up with Cosmos, Chaos is just, like, ruining everything, and it goes to attack all of them, and Usagi protects Galaxia. And Galaxia is just kind of overwhelmed with, like, how much love and kindness Usagi still has, even when she literally has nothing else to live for. So that's just a nice moment. That's exactly who Usagi is and why Sailor Moon's so cool. But yeah, so Usagi wipes the world from existence. Just everything. And then it's her and all the, the Sailor Scouts together and everyone's just, like, in white little dresses in, like, the middle of nothing. And they're just like, you did it. Good job. Everything's gonna... We're gonna be able to fix everything now. And then the next panel is just her waking up with Momaru in bed. And they're like, hey, do you want to get married? And they're like, yeah. So her and Momaru get married. And you don't know how anything turned out. That's how Sailor Moon ends. That's but it's enough. basically, yeah, it's basically Momaru is just like, I don't have to be afraid of the future anymore because I'm marrying the most powerful thing in the universe. All right. That's, uh, yeah, that's an ending. <laughs> yeah. So it's stars not... is bananas. A lot of that doesn't show up in the anime. I can't remember how much though. It's been a hot minute since I watched stars, but I know Cosmos doesn't show up. But Chibi Chibi is still there, so I can't honestly remember why she exists anymore. Oh, that's that's that seems like the anime. That'll yeah, be so fun yeah. to. Yeah, it feels be... like they kind of pulled a like, this is too crazy. We're gonna pull it back and get rid of this character, and then they got to the end and they're like, oh god, we needed that character. <laughs> um, so that's gonna close it for this first half of our Sailor Moon discussion. Um, I think anyone who noticed the timestamp on this can probably understand why. Uh, but this was a lot of fun, and I hope everyone comes back next week to hear the second half of this, uh, where we talk about every other version of Sailor Moon. <laughs> um, until then, Shannon, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shannon Maynard. You can find me on Tumblr at shannonmaynardart.tumblr.com. You can find my store at shannonmaynard.storeenv.com. Uh, you can also find me on another podcast called Cool Kids Table, which is going to be on Twitter at cool Ki- or CKTCast. And we're on iTunes and I think Stitcher. I don't know. But we play RPGs. And it's cool. It's fun. You can find us on the internet at fifthdraw.com, follow us on Twitter at fifthdraw, or email us at social at fifthdraw.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Hoodley. If you enjoyed this episode, why not give us a rating and a review? Or maybe tell a friend. Getting the word out helps us immensely. Our music is Arcade Montage by Lee Roosevelt and can be found at the Free Music Archive. That's all for this week. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode. And hey, thanks for listening. (laughs) 